Welcome to our study of patterns found in God's Word. Today I want to look at the book of Genesis. In order to uh, look at the pattern of Genesis, we simply draw the matrix, the box of nine, and now we're going to place inside of the, the, the matrix the nine points that we really need to focus in on in order to memorize this incredible book. First thing that we see in Genesis chapter 1 is God's creation. When he creates the world, he creates it in six days. That's why I have this chart here with the box of six. On day one, three things, the universe, earth, and light. On day two, water above, water below, and the sky. Day three, dry land, seas, vegetation. And I like to call these three days the habitats. In, in order to help in my memory work, the next side, the, the other three days, we call the inhabitants. So if I've created the universe in day one, day four, we fill it with sun, moon, stars. On day two, we've got the sky and the seas. So on day five, the birds, the fish, the sea monsters, which open up the doors for these things called dinosaurs. On, on day three, he created the dry land. Day six, the beast, the cattle, and the creepy crawlers. Here's creation broken down, nice little pattern, easy to memorize, easy to teach the kids. Then God said, let us make man in our image. So here's the whole reason God's created this entire universe in, in, in this world. And he can do it in six days. Why? Because it's physical. But here's the reason, making man in our image. And what's the image of God that we're created in? Well, we have intelligence like God. That's our body. We have an imagination. That's our soul. And then we have emotions. That's the spirit. In Thessalonians, Paul talks about we are a triune human being. We have body, soul, and spirit, just like God. So we can think outside of the box just like God. Like, we're like mini-gods. We have no power, but God has created us to be like him, to spend eternity with him. After he creates man, then God creates paradise. Paradise is a garden that God plants towards the east in Eden, and there he places man. And inside of, inside of paradise, we see that man walks with God. God is in a physical state that man walks with. When they sin, they hide from God when they hear him coming. Then man walks with woman. It's in paradise that God creates the woman from Adam's rib. It's outside of paradise from dirt that man make, or God makes man. Okay, and then the third thing is man is told to be the gardener, to take care of his creation, to walk with creation. We're a social creature. We're meant to be together with people. We're meant to be one with the creation and meant to be one with God in our relationship. Everything's perfect, but of course you know in Genesis, here comes sin. Now here's an interesting thing. We just think of the sin of Adam who partakes of the, the fruit of the tree, which he wasn't supposed to. So Adam sins. And in, in here we see that Adam has three sons named. Uh, and that's something we'll look at a little bit later. Then his son Cain sins by killing his son Abel. And then the sons of God in chapter 6, they sin by marrying the daughters of men. The sons of God come from the, the lineage of Shem. He's the, he's the guys that are calling on the name of the Lord. They're the godly. The daughters of men come from Cain's lineage. They're the ungodly. When the godly marries the ungodly, sin reigns. So therefore, the world is going down the drain, so God has to save the righteous by flooding and washing it clean, and let's start all over again. So that's the flood. 
Now, this is kind of interesting, Noah sins. Noah has three sons named in the scriptures. So Noah sins by getting drunk, possibly to get over the guilt, not the guilt, but get over the horror of, of listening to all these people drowning outside of the ark. Noah sins. Ham finds him the next day naked, and so Ham goes out and tells his brother. And it's in, it's in the telling of his brothers, making fun of his father, that Ham sins. And then his two brothers walk backwards, covering up their father. And then the third one is the sons of God sin by creating a city, by creating a tower, by creating a name. They're being disobedient to God because they do not want to be scattered. They want to stay in one spot. So God comes down, scatters them by giving them all these different languages, sending everybody out around the world. All our different countries and our different borders are all being established by this one incident that God creates. Then the next one that we're coming up to, here comes Terah. Terah sins. Terah is the father of Abram. He has three sons named in the scriptures. His son Haran sins. Haran, what does he do? We don't know, but he dies before his father. So we understand that to be sin or we assume that to be a sin. And then the sons of God sin by selling their brother Joseph off into slavery. So God creates the third major thing in the book of Genesis, and that is the famine. Now, we've got three boxes left. There's three big people that we need to start to focus in on. Abraham, he is the father of the faithful. Fourteen chapters on Abraham. The big faithful things that he does is he moves. He leaves the city of Ur and goes down to Canaan. Then, while he's down in Canaan, God tells him, you're going to be the father of many nations. He believes God's promises, and it's reckoned to him as righteousness. And then the third was, he sacrifices Isaac, because he knows that God can raise him from the dead, showing his faithfulness to God. The second gentleman that we need to look at is, is Jacob. There's 14 chapters that deal with Jacob, and Jacob is the deceiver. By deceiving his father to get the blessing from his brother, the deceiver becomes the deceived. You reap what you sow. Because Jacob, after he deceives his father, runs away to go find a wife. His, his mom sends him up to Haran, where her brother is. And there he finds Rachel and falls in love and desires to marry her. And after working seven years, here comes the wedding. But her dad, Laban, deceives him and gives, gives Jacob Leah in the middle of the night. Well, he does end up getting Rachel and then having two other wives, but he's deceived by his brother, or his, his father-in-law. Then, when he comes back to the land where Shechem is, there's a man named Shechem. He rapes their sister, Dinah. Simon and Levi want to seek revenge. Jacob agrees that Shechem can marry Dinah if he becomes circumcised and all the town becomes circumcised. Well, this is a plot, a deception by Simon and Levi. Simply after the town of Shechem was circumcised, they went in and butchered all the men. There's a second deception. And the third one is when, the, when his sons sell Joseph off into slavery, they bring the coat back covered in blood, claiming this to be Joseph. He was deceived again the third time. Reap what you sow. Last guy to look at simply is Joseph. Joseph is an honest person, always telling the truth. In all three sets of dreams, Joseph tells the truth, even though it's going to get him in trouble with his brothers by saying they're going to be worshiping him or bowing down to him. Joseph still tells the truth. Even when it tells the baker that he's going to lose his head, 
he's, and die, he still tells the truth. Even to Pharaoh, when it comes to the seven years of plenty and the seven years of drought, he tells the truth. Nobody wants to tell Pharaoh that he's going to go through seven years of drought. But it always pays off for Joseph. Secondly, he's faithful. When sold off into slavery, he doesn't have a relationship with Potiphar's wife. That puts him in jail. In jail, he's so faithful, the jailer's got him as the second to himself running the jail. And then the third, when he's telling Pharaoh the truth, Pharaoh makes him second in command of all of Egypt because they can see these things in Joseph. And then finally, when his brothers come up to Egypt to get the food, Joseph's got an opportunity to seek revenge. He can do anything he wants to to his brothers who sold him off into slavery. Joseph doesn't do that. He forgives them by saying to them, what you did was God's will for all of this to happen. Joseph always gave the glory to God and was forgiving to his brothers. Here's the book of Genesis, simple laid out plan, nine easy boxes simply to remember. Drill down and study any of these deeper. We will have other videos that will get into each of these boxes a whole lot deeper. But this is the overall to make you feel totally comfortable with the book of Genesis so you can sit down at a restaurant, share this with a friend. I believe God's placed this in, in, in all of his books, a pattern for which I can load my hard drive so I can share with other people. And we want to share this with you. Thank you.